So if you're in the market for jet fighters, the MiG-21 Fishbed Jet Fighters. If you woke up today and said, hey, you know what I'd like is a MiG-21 Fishbed Jet Fighter. Well, today's your lucky day. I know, I know. You can buy them from Nigerian's Air Force. And who doesn't want to buy Nigerian Air Force MiG-21 Fishbed Jet Fighters? Now there's no price on them. They're listed as being in used condition. And they're offering 15 new engines as spare parts. I mean, that's kind of nice of them. So they're posted on tradeaplane.com from um, Interavia Group, which is based in Nevada. Now, apparently Nigeria has made some new deals between China and Russia and Israel. I, I I don't know what they're doing over there. They still have an Air Force, but these planes they're looking to get rid of. They're tired of seeing them on the the tarmac. Now, Interavia Group also lists some former Nigerian Air Force C-130H Hercules transport aircrafts that have been stored for many years and have many parts removed. But all three of those airlifters are for sale for only $2.5 million. But of course, you know, their transfer would require approval under the international traffic and arms regulations, the U S guidelines controlling the manufacture, sale and distribution of defense equipment and services. That's it though. And so I was looking at a couple of pictures that they have listed. They look a little dumpy. They look a little dumpy, but maybe that's just me. I mean, again, if you're in the market, for a MiG-21 fishbed jet fighter. Today's your day. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Okay. All right. Okay. Enough already. So we've all seen the video of the kid and the mall Santa saying he won't bring him a gun. And him crying and mom consoling him. We got the Santa fired. We had the world get a hold of this kid. He's been on Skype and Zoom calls with all kinds of hosts around the world. Everybody has sent him a Nerf gun. Enough. Merry Christmas. Okay? Enough is enough. (laughs) I mean, I got it. I got it. The Santa was horrible. And all the kid wanted was a Nerf gun. It was agonizing, but enough. All right. He didn't ask for 80 Nerf guns. (laughs) He just asked for a Nerf gun. So he's got it. He's got it already. Okay. Merry Christmas. Okay. Today is the 10th of December, 2020. If you're listening live, that is the actual date of today. And it's International Human Rights Day. So global protests against China on International Human Rights Day, peaceful protests are going to be in D.C., NYC, San Francisco, Toronto, Edmonton, Geneva, The Hague. Huh. So... We're going to allow all of this to happen, but the pandemic 
the coronavirus, COVID-19, wear a mask, don't go out, don't hug, don't breathe, don't sing, don't do anything. I know, we can still protest. Good, 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 good. I mean, at least they're protesting against something that is worthy, right? And did you know that the Brexit thing was still going on? My gosh, EU and UK officials are still continuing to work on the Brexit deal. And according to this, very large gaps remain. They have a deadline for Sunday, big deal. These deadlines come and go like uh, like candy. And they still, I mean, leave already. EU, take it back. You can't have it, okay? You're, not, you're gone, goodbye, have a nice day. I just, wow. If I'm in the UK and I was all for Brexit, I may be protesting that. I may be, may be protesting that. You know, I, I have two signs. You know, human rights, human rights, and then Brexit, Brexit, and then human rights, then Brexit, then turn it over and say, you know, all lives matter. I mean, black lives matter. I mean, take a knee, hands up, don't shoot, and George Floyd, something. But it would be, I'd be very unhappy. Yeah, the UK officials. <laughs> uh, they need to get that done. Man, that needs to be over with soon. Speaking of Europe, though, how mad would you be? This is an Italian story out of Italy. I know. It's weird how that happens. And uh, so how mad would you have to be to storm out of your house and walk 280 miles seven days? Just because you got into an argument with your wife. How mad? How mad would you have to be? Because that's how mad this guy was. He and his wife got into an argument and he stormed out, slammed the door, gone for seven days, walked for 280 miles. (laughs) Now, the reason they found him, well, he and his wife were fighting and he, you know, stormed off and then... The wife said, you know, he didn't come back and she reported him missing. Like, what's going on? I haven't seen him. We got into a fight and, you know, he hasn't returned. Well, uh, they found him 280 miles away. He got a ticket for breaking the COVID-19 curfew. Okay. I know. I'd be kind of ticked. He he got, they find him. He was walking like two o'clock in the morning, which is breach of the country's coronavirus restrictions, even though he was probably walking by himself. Look. And they came across him while conducting a standard search for COVID-19 rule breakers. Man, makes you want to be in Italy, doesn't it? Sure does. It sure does. So anyway, across the country in Italy, they have a curfew in place from 10 p.m. until 5 a.m., which... You know, I'm sure is curbing the spread of coronavirus. I hope it is, but (laughs) come on now. Anyway, so he's out walking by himself and they find him uh, 365 euros 
for breaching the COVID-19 curfew. They put him up in a hotel and then they, uh, he said he met people along the way, offered him food and drink. He said he was fine, just a little tired. He just got into this fight and he was so angry with his wife. He just had to go for a walk. Now I want to go on record and this may come as a surprise, but if I were to get angry and have a fight with my wife, <laughs> I am not, I, I know this is going to come as a surprise. I am not going to walk 280 miles. Not going to happen. <laughs> so kind of a weird story out of Illinois that, uh, as if, you know, I mean, those are the kind of stories I try to find for you here on chewing the fat. Um, and I, do, I, you know, I try to stay away from the political stuff. You know that. If you're a listener to this show, you know I try to steer away from that. It's tough sometimes, and there are plenty of stories that we can get into. But I feel like you need just a little reprieve from the onslaught of political punditry. And so I try to, you know, Avoid that as much as I can. So I hope you appreciate it. And thank you so much. And be sure to subscribe to Chewing the Fat. So an Illinois man, uh, an artist, Joshua Hawkins, said he got uh, got a call from Nate, who called him on Thanksgiving Day and said, Hey, I want you to paint a mural. Uh, I want you to paint a mural on the side of this building. And I want you to caption it. I want it to be, I want it to be the Cookie Monster. And I want you to write in Russian... World peace cookies on the side of this. It's a vacant building. It's my building. You know, I just want you to paint on the side of this building. Okay. And Justin, Joshua was like, uh, Ooh, no, uh, you're not really. And he said, no, no, no. Uh, I gotta, I gotta have this done. Gotta be done this weekend. And you know, I'll, I'll pay you cash up front. And I just need it done in two days. And he said he was hesitant, but he needed the cash. And so he, you know, got a couple of friends to help them and they finished the artwork in time and it looks beautiful. It's a nice, the picture of it is the cookie monster mural. It looks great. I mean, he did a great job, uh, painting it on the side of the building and it's got the Russian words underneath it. <laughs> well, apparently, uh, the building didn't belong to Nate, the person who commissioned the painting. I'm not real sure why Nate wanted the abandoned building, uh, painted with the cookie monster and the saying, but he did and he got it done. And then Joshua got a call from the real owner of the building saying, Hey, why did you paint this crazy crap on my building? <laughs> So nobody knows. Nobody knows why he had to do it. But apparently the owner was fuming when he got back. Now, was he really fuming? I don't know. He said he threatened to call the police. Well, shut up. You're going to call the police because this painter painted a mural on the side of your empty building? And you just wanted it empty? I mean, what? I don't know. I, I don't know. He said that he believes uh, just, I don't, I don't hate art, but I don't know what the hell it was. And now he's painted over the mural. I mean, maybe that's why Nate wanted uh, to paint it there. Cause the guy is just a, you know, a, a, an art hater. 
Maybe that's it. The guy is just an art hater. But it's pretty funny. And I want to know why or what this guy did to make Nate pay for the mural on the side of the building. It's so awesome. And uh, the owner got all wound up about it. Shut up. It's Illinois. The, the building is empty. When you go to try to sell it, you can say, I'll paint over it or leave Cookie Monster there with world peace cookies written in Russian on the side of my building, okay? All right. All right. No problem. <laughs> I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Joshua needed the gig. All right. Before we go to the break room, uh, yesterday I did that story where they have begun giving the vaccine into humans in the UK and the security company was concerned about hijacking and they were talking about, uh, they called the vaccine liquid gold and I couldn't get that stupid Beverly Hillbillies theme song out of my head the rest of the day. And I just was singing it all day and I was trying to get it out of my head. And so I, I put something together with the Beverly Hillbillies theme, just to, you know, go along with liquid gold to, uh, see if I could get it out of my head and let's see, you know, see if it, see if it helps. Okay. Come and listen to my story about a man named Jed, a poor mountaineer, barely kept his family fed. Then one day he was tested at the docks. The virus Jed had was COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2. Well, the first thing you know, old Jed's quarantined. The kin folks said, Jed, get out of there. Said United Kingdom is the place you ought to be. Get the vaccine and test negative. Double shots. Liquid gold. Pfizer's juice. Now it's time to say goodbye to Jed Positive. We'd like to thank all you folks for kindly wearing masks. You're all invited back next week to this locality. Except for travel bands. And have a heapin' helpin' of our liquid gold juice. Y'all come back now. You hear? All right, let's go to the let's go to the break room. Man, I need something to drink after that. Tell you what, maybe I'll get it out of my get it out of my head. Oh my gosh, so good. All right, so we've heard for years that it's important to have a diversified portfolio, right? Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, that kind of thing. But if you've ever looked at a breakdown of the most successful portfolios, you typically see a diversified set of real estate. So why isn't it one of the first asset classes you consider when you're looking to diversify? Pretty simple, actually. It hasn't been available to investors like you and me until now. Thanks to Fundrise. Fundrise, F-U-N-D-R-I-S-E. They make it easy for all investors to diversify by building you a portfolio of institutional quality real estate investments. So whether you're just starting to invest in real estate or looking to add more, Fundrise has got you covered. Here's how. They are an investing platform that makes investing in high quality, high potential real estate as easy as investing in your favorite stock or mutual fund. Whether you're looking to add stable cash flow, 
prefer long-term growth through appreciation, Fundrise has got you covered. To date, Fundrise manages more than a billion dollars in assets for more than 130,000 investors. And since 2014, the Fundrise platform has averaged 8.7 to 12.4% annual returns. And investors have earned more than $79 million in dividends alone. Let Fundrise's team of real estate professionals who carefully vet and actively manage all of their real estate projects help you. And with their easy-to-use website, you can track your portfolio's performance and watch as properties across the country are acquired, improved, and operated via asset updates. Start building your better portfolio today. Get started at fundrise.com slash Jeff. Fundrise.com slash Jeff will get you your first 90 days of advisory fees waived. Fundrise.com slash Jeff. F-U-N-D-R-I-S-E dot com slash J-E-F-F. Get that first 90 days of advisory fees waived by going to Fundrise.com slash Jeff. Oh boy. Lil' Kim's uh, got her panties in a wad. You see where uh, the the sister of North Korea leader Kim Jong-un, her Kim Yo-jung, uh, Lil' Kim, uh, <laughs> she got all wound up. Remember when uh, South Korea uh, questioned North Korea's uh, coronavirus-free standing? Ooh, Lil' Kim got all wound up at South Korean foreign minister uh, she said, uh, there could be potential consequences for the comments. <laughs> so whatever kind of good relationships is happening between South and North Korea, those days are in the wind In the wind. Lil' Kim is all wound up and rumor has it as always, Lil' Kim is, uh, ready to take the bull by the horns. We don't even know if, uh, you know, Kimmy Jung is, uh, out and about. So Lil' Kim may put an end to that and just take over the whole damn thing. I would be, I would not surprise me. And when that happens, look out. Because I don't think she is as nice as her brother. And we know how nice her brother is, don't we? <laughs> oh, and I'm surprised this hasn't happened before. Uh, New York lawmaker proposes a $3 delivery surcharge on every non-essential delivery from online purchases. Yeah. Hey, we're going to close down all those stores. So there goes that tax revenue. But we got to figure out a way to make more tax money. Oh, I know. We can charge the people that are getting deliveries online. Yes, that needs to happen. And we're already getting, you know, there's already states that are trying to tax everything. And, and this is just, I'm sorry, it's not a tax. It's a surcharge. <laughs> wow. I, I apologize for that. So get ready for those fights and those battles because it's a coming. States are going to want to make their money in some way or one way or another. And if it takes a surcharge on you, so be it. You know, you know what's going to happen. You know you, it is, right? Okay. All right, so... <sighs> I hesitate to bring this story to the show because I have one question with this story. And it's not the question. It's not the one that everybody's asking. 
Nobody, nobody that I've heard has asked my question to this story. So, and this, and, and you know, look, here's the headline. Coach punches peewee player twice in disturbing video. Okay. I mean, that's the headline. All right. And I know, I know we're teaching kids, but I coached for a, a number of years. And I understand, I also understand the frustration that comes with coaching. And I make no bones about it. Coaches make their money. And these these coaches are, you know, they're they're probably uh, donating their time. But, you know, I I don't know that. This was a uh, nine and under Savannah Gators playing the American Youth Football National Championships in Kissimmee, Florida. So it's a big deal. And so the team is coming off the field and the coach is hollering at this kid. And then he slams the kid up against the helmet and he walks away and he's screaming, he's hollering. There's no, I haven't seen a video with audio yet. And then he turns around and he goes back and the kid is still saying stuff. He's still, the coach is still arguing. So the coach slams him again and grabs his helmet. And then makes his way, you know, back to the sideline. The kid, you know, obviously takes it and, you know, shakes it off. Now, the kid is wearing a helmet. He's got his uniform on. My question is, what happened? It doesn't matter, Jeff. It does. I want to know what the kid did or didn't do on the field. I want to know. I want to know what was the precursor to this coach getting so angry because now I wasn't nine. Okay. But I can remember being told my helmet was worth more than me. I can remember be having my face mask grabbed and screamed at, uh, from the coach. I can remember, uh, you know, getting tagged in the back of the helmet as you're running off the field to get, get it right. Quit being lackadaisical. I can remember those kind of things. I wasn't, I wasn't nine. Uh, you know, so I was, you know, 13, 14, something like that. And I can remember, you know, my son would be so angry. Elvis would be so angry at this coach for hitting this kid. He, his better you performance and his masters in psychology. And he's got a masters in sports psychology and, you know, picking players up and picking kids up. And, uh, you know, it's all forward and positive thinking. Elvis would kick this guy's ass. There's no doubt. And many people would. And that's a lot of the comments, man. Many people were all wound up. I mean, all wound up with this guy. No question. And the welcome up and he stopped it. Well, I don't even know if, uh, if this guy, if the kid was this guy's kid, which is very possible, right? Um, so I'm not sure. Now the Savannah Gators post, we understand what we all saw yesterday was disturbing to all of us, but let's not blame everyone for one man's action. The guy in the video is our nine and under head coach. He's a good guy and just took it a little too far on a nine under player. So right, right. No, no.
I mean, I'm kind of surprised this still was going on. Right, it's in Kissimmee, Florida. It's these uh, football championships, the American Football Conference or whatever for these kids. And this time in pandemic year, okay. I hope they went to Gatorland while they were there in Kissimmee. <laughs> I just want to see film. I just want to see film. I don't care who won the championship. I just want to, well, I do kind of, but I just want to see film on what happened and what this kid did to make the coach so angry or didn't do to make the coach so angry. And that's all I want. That's all I want. Do I think the kid should have been hit? Of course not. Did you see that SpaceX had a rocket explode? Yeah, the SpaceX Starship rocket Uh, was a test flight for the vehicle expected to eventually carry passengers to the moon and Mars. And it exploded. Well, it exploded trying to land. So it took off and, you know, up it goes. And then uh, the launch and the ascent were successful. But as the engines uh, looked like they reignited for landing, the vehicle flipped back to vertical and then slammed into the ground and exploded. Now... Okay. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I was all excited. I saw Elon's tweet of uh, Mars, here we come after that, uh, after it took off. And then he claims that the test flight was a success. No one was on board. So it was, it was all the test was a success because that's, um, full header tank pressure was low during landing burn, causing touchdown velocity to be high. Um, but we got all the data we needed. Congrats, SpaceX team. Hell yeah. So, okay. Good deal. Good deal. I'm happy to hear that the launch was a success. And so was the landing. We got all the data we needed. We don't have the ship anymore, but we got all the data we needed. So we're good to go. And then Elon, uh, I saw that he, uh, I think it was an interview or something. I mean, he's always yapping. And he said the problem with corporate America, too many MBAs. The MBAization of America isn't great, especially when it comes to product innovation. Big corporate CEOs often get caught up in the numbers and they lose sight of their mission, which is to create awesome products or services. <laughs> Correct. That is your mission to create awesome products or services. Duh. So I'm told, I guess, Cyberpunk 2077 comes out today. All right. (laughs) Uh, I guess it comes out today or it's going to come out soon. I heard my son talking a little bit about it the other night and I... I apologize for not, I didn't pay much attention. I knew he was yapping about that. And uh, the first Witcher 3 sold over 50 million copies. And they're going to, this one's going to sell 18 to 25 million in the first month. So 
That's good. It's a super hyped game. It's the only major game coming out of the holiday season. And it's, uh, you know, they've been waiting for it. And Cyberpunk 2077 is finally coming. You know Cyberpunk. and inserts players into the futuristic dystopian night city with a 10-hour original score, hundreds of hours of unique storylines, and a hyper-realistic AI version of Keanu Reeves named Johnny Silverhand. I know. I know. Real. Creating something, you know, so massive while contending with the global pandemic made it even more difficult for the next-gen console releases from Sony and Microsoft, including older machines. Developers had to make Cyberpunk 2077 playable on nine different platforms, up from three of the previous games. So, you know, it's really cool, and uh, I didn't pay attention to yappy, 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 yapp. Okay, great, great. Have fun playing Cyberpunk 2077, okay? Jeez, I'm busy. <laughs> United States federal government and 48 states filed antitrust lawsuits against Facebook. Here is the state of New York attorney general. For nearly a decade, Facebook has used its dominance and monopoly power to crush smaller rivals and snuff out competition, all at the expense of of everyday users. By using its vast troves of data and money, Facebook has squashed or hindered what the company perceived as potential threats. They've reduced choices for consumers. They stifled innovation and they degraded privacy protections for millions of Americans. In an effort to maintain its market dominance in social networking, Facebook has employed a buy or bury strategy to impede competing services. First, Facebook used vast amounts of money to acquire smaller rivals and potential rivals before they could threaten the company's dominance. Okay. I mean, Facebook has responded to the, uh, to the suit uh, years after the uh, FTC Federal Trade Commission cleared our acquisitions. The government now wants a do-over with no regard for the impact that uh, precedent would have on the business community or the people who choose our products every day. This will be fun. It'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun to watch. And I see, we I found out last night on the uh, Wednesday night special from Glenn Beck on Blaze TV, which you can uh, become a member by going to blazetv.com slash jeffy and you get a discount. I think uh, I think the discount is 10 bucks off for a year, something like that. Uh, just go to blazetv.com slash jeffy and get the discount and subscribe to Blaze TV. It helps uh, more voices, not less, and it helps uh, keep this show, Chewing the Fat, on the air as well. Anyway, uh, I heard Candace Owens has got a class action lawsuit against Facebook. And according to her, coming up on December 20th, new rules and regulations from Facebook that we have to say yes to to use their product, which is what they're saying to. Oh, people who choose to use our products every day. Yeah, we do. We do choose to use your product every day. But 
We don't necessarily like the things that we have to agree to to use your product. We just want to use your product. So your silencing of people's uh, businesses and people's opinions are an issue, Mark. But according to Candace, on December 20th, so you have to agree to use their product. And by doing that, you agree to no uh, class action lawsuits against them. I mean, obviously, you can still sue them as a, you know, as a single person, but not a class action. Um, okay. All right. All right. Uh, that's... I don't know that I want to agree to that. Facebook, I don't know that I want to agree to that. And then we have YouTube, who has said they're going to begin removing misleading election videos. Oh. Oh, okay. So it's misleading to whom? According to YouTube, it follows the U.S.'s safe harbor deadline and that enough states have certified their election results to determine a president-elect. So any content that misleads viewers about the outcome of the 2020 election uh, has to go away. What? Oh my gosh. Just incredible. And look, there's your argument. It's a private company. They can get rid of whatever they want to do. Okay. That's just the way it is. It's YouTube. And they've been sued several times over their rules and regulations and the changing of them. And several times the judges have sided with YouTube saying, eh, it's a private company and you agreed to their rules and regulations and they say in the rules and regulations can change at any time. And that's the way it goes. I mean, people, they begged us to come to YouTube. We came to YouTube and then they said, oh, you're already here. Good. Now we're going to lay all these rules. We don't want... We want all your, we want all your opinions. We're YouTube. Bring your opinions here. Ooh, yeah, not, not, not those opinions though. We don't like those. It's just, we are in a, we are in a, well, you know what we're in. Hey, if you are uh, listening to this uh, podcast right now and you are not a subscriber to this podcast, you are a freeloader. No one likes a freeloader. What we like is freeloading subscribers, okay? So if you're listening to this now and you're just a freeloader and you're not a subscriber, nobody likes you. I know, you you thought they did, but they don't. When you become a subscriber to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher on whatever platform warms the little cockles of your heart. I mean, there's iTunes, there's iHeartRadio, there's Stitcher, there's Spotify. There's a plethora of platforms out there. You just subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Then you become a freeloading subscriber. Now people will like you. I know. Everybody wants people to like them. Now there's other rules and you know, regulations you have to follow. Like if your platform allows you to, uh, rate and review the podcast, you know, 20 stars, best podcast ever. And if you are listening to podcasts and someone says, Hey, what are you listening to? You must as a subscriber to chewing the fat say chewing the fat. Now you can listen to other podcasts. I'm not saying you can't listen to other podcasts. What I am saying is that when asked, Hey, what are you listening to? Your answer has got to be, as a freeloading subscriber to Chewing the Fat, 
I'm listening to Chew with the Fat Podcast. You should too. I used to think I liked you, but I don't like you unless you're a subscriber to Chewing the Fat. Who oh, I just added that last line. I think I like that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. So, subscribe. You got it? All right. As long as you're in this, you know, you're busy subscribing, you might as well subscribe to the YouTube channel as well for now. For now, that's Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher on YouTube. Uh, you know, we'll see how long they allow that to happen. And then we've got uh, social media accounts for now. Twitter, at JeffyJFR. Facebook, for now. Jeff Fisher Radio. Instagram, for now. Uh, Jeff Fisher Radio. And Parlor for now. Which is Jeff Fisher Radio as well. So, I mean... Bring it, okay? Just bring it. So, good news. If you are flying to a state with restrictions, American Airlines offering at-home coronavirus tests. Nice of them, I thought. All flights with destinations that have COVID-19 restrictions going to help you avoid quarantines. The airline is testing uh, the expansion that just started. Just started. They're going to offer pre-flight testing within the United States, several states. The city of Chicago, I don't know if they know this, but the city of Chicago is not a state. The District of Columbia, well, kind of, Puerto Rico, (laughs) and are allowing travelers to avoid quarantines up to 14 days upon entry if they can provide recent negative COVID-19 tests. It's part of a partnership with Let's Get Checked. All right, that's good. I'm glad we're together with Let's Get Checked. It's going to begin this week. Uh, Customers traveling to one of the select locations on or after Saturday. The test, $129, according to um, uh, this story. But I see where the FDA approved emergency authorization for at-home COVID-19 tests. And they're saying those tests cost $119. So LabCorp says that the insurance is going to cover any upfront costs and those without insurance can request that the company use federal funds to cover the cost. So do those count from our American Airlines? Don't know the answer to that, okay? But in exchange, passengers will be sent a nasal swab kit prior to their departure, which gets sent to a lab. You have 48 hours to get the test uh Arrival at the lab. They'll give it to you within two days after its arrival. Um, Service provided to Alaska, Connecticut, District of Columbia, Chicago, Hawaii, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New York, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Rhode Island, and Vermont. California, not to be on the list. They require a 14-day quarantine regardless of a test result. Uh Uh-huh. Unless you're, you know, one of the people, then you're fine. So CEO and founder of Let's Get Checked said in a statement, our at-home COVID-19 test exemplifies our mission to empower people to take an active role in their health whilst also allowing for a safe return to travel during this challenging time. Good for you. Million dollar idea. Peter Foley at home. Let's get checked. Wow. Just uh, incredible times we live in. There's no doubt about that. I, you know, like the, these are from the airlines, but the Royal Caribbean 
cruise to nowhere was cut short by a day after one of their passengers apparently was infected with coronavirus. So the other 1,679 passengers given a COVID-19 test and then told to get off the ship. I don't know if they threw them off. I don't know if they kicked them off. I don't know if they put them on little boats and shipped them back to the mainland. But the cruise to nowhere was cut short. I don't know what's going to happen with the cruise lines, man. Wow. There's 1,680 passengers on this ship. And one of them gets infected and they cut the the cruise short. I don't know if they threw that person off the ship. What happens? Oh, man. Did I say these are incredible times we live in? Yeah, they are incredible times. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. So I received an email and I'm replying here. Uh, that's how it works, right? I can reply here? Sure. Yeah. It begins with, hi, hope you are doing well. My name is Charlie. The sales in Trancy, a translation agency based in China. I'm writing to ask, do you have any translation project need to outsource? ISO certified and as a member of the American Translators Association, ATA in parentheses, we always supply high quality service to our clients. With 5,000 plus foreign linguists working with us globally, we can handle more than 200 language pairs. Please find below our most common language pairs. And he has the list. English to Chinese simplified. English to Chinese traditional. English to Japanese. English to Korean. English to Arabic. English to Spanish. English to Italian. German to Chinese simplified. German to English. Italian to Chinese simplified. Italian to English. Thank you, Charlie. But I no need for your expertise in speaking Chinese yet. That's, that's my reply. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, wow. I don't know why I'm getting these sales pitches from Trancy. I mean, thank you, Charlie. Uh, you know, I appreciate it, but no need really right now. I'm pretty good. Okay. Yeah, pretty good. I know. You think to yourself, are you really? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm pretty good. So I told you that, uh, you know, I get those morning show emails and uh, we had, they did this one other time where they listed four headlines and one was a lie. They call it three headlines and a lie, but it's really four headlines. One, a lot, one is a lie, but anyway, uh, and I, I love this. Uh, I love this. So, Here's the four headlines. New Japanese Kit Kat has been aged in whiskey barrels from Islay, Scotland. Former Israeli space security chief says extraterrestrials exist and Trump knows about it. Well, we know that one to be true. We talked about that particular story on this program. Uh, China and Nepal finally agree on Mount Everest's height after years of dispute. Russian scientists misplace invisible dark matter particle frankly we're embarrassed those are the four headlines so we know the one that's for sure real is the extraterrestrial so three of the four that we don't know about one is a lie the new japanese kit kat that's been aged in whiskey barrels from scotland 
China and Nepal finally agree on Mount Everest's height. Russian scientists misplaced invisible dark matter particle. So, have you picked which one is a lie yet? You're right. The Russian scientists misplaced invisible dark matter particle. Frankly, we're embarrassed. I gotta tell you, every time they do this, I laugh because any of these headlines could be true today. And actually, three of the four are. Duh. All right, I'll leave you with some actual headlines, and then uh, I may give you the Beverly Hillbillies Liquid Gold song just one more time, just to get it out of my head. Uh, Apparently, Nicolas Cage, uh, making some bucks from Netflix, worked out a deal. He's going to be premiering a six-episode History of Swear Words. It's being called a comedy series starring Nicolas Cage on January 5th. Might be worth a watch. The Bad Sex in Fiction Awards have been canceled. I know. I know. The organizers of Britain's Bad Sex in Fiction Award have canceled this year's prize after they've had weeks of weeks of deliberation. And they finally decided, hey, you know, with everything that's going on, there's weeks of back and forth, back and forth, and trying to figure out should we have it should we not have it should we have it should we not have it they've decided not to have it so the history of britain's bad sex and fiction award canceled dry your eyes ge gonna pay 200 million dollar penalty 200 million bucks to the sec not the (laughs) not the southeastern conference of college football, but the Securities and Exchange Commission to settle charges it misled investors. Okay. <laughs> so you misled investors, but the SEC gets the 200 million. Okay. All right. No problem. Cinemark has said that it has sold more than 100,000 private watch party packages, which allow guests to rent an auditorium for $99 plus. Yeah, they only had so many of those $99, and then the price went up. I remember talking about that. But they've sold 100,000 of them. I mean, they're trying to stay alive, trying to reinvent themselves. Good for them. Good for them. Do I want a theater, though? I mean, I you know, I guess it's a good idea. You know, I don't remember all the complete details of the private watch party packages, but it, you know, it might be worth it for, for a birthday party or something like that. Uh, the Ratatouille musical that was crowdsourced on TikTok during the pandemic will become an actual musical streamed January 1st to benefit the actors fund. So we've got that look to look forward to, right? <laughs> right. And Starbucks has named Melody Hobson co-CEO of Ariel Investments as chair of its board. Starbucks has named Melly Lee Hobson as chairman of the board. She'll become one of the most prominent black directors in corporate America. Congratulations to Melody Hobson. And in other Starbucks news, they still claim they're planning on adding more than 20,000 locations in the next decade. Uh, We'll see how that works out. I don't know that that's actually going to happen. Are they planning on it? Sure. I mean, that's a question. Are you still planning on adding 20,000 locations in the next 10 years? Why, yes. Yes, we are. Not going to happen, though, but we're still planning on it. 
Don't you worry about it. It's still going on. Okay. All right. No problem. Not really going to happen, though. That's, we'll see. You know what? That's a, that's a chewing the fat prediction. No way Starbucks opens 20,000 locations, 20,000 new locations in the next, in the next 10 years. No way. Now, there may be some, you know, fine lines between that where they're closing and opening, but no way are they opening 20,000 new locations in the next 10 years. That's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Come and listen to my story about a man named Jed, a poor mountaineer, barely kept his family fed. Then one day he was tested at the docks. The virus Jed had was COVID-19. SARS-CoV-2. Well, the first thing you know, old Jed's quarantined. The kin folks said, Jed, get out of there. Said United Kingdom is the place you ought to be. Get the vaccine and test negative. Double shots. Liquid gold. Pfizer's juice. Now it's time to say goodbye to Jed Positive. We would like to thank you all for kindly wearing masks. You're all invited back next week to this locality. Except for travel bans. And have a heaping helping of our liquid gold juice. Y'all come back now. You hear? (laughs) 